When you stop and think about all that's going on here in the good old USA today, you might think that there are only two sides to every story. With over 327 million citizens, there are actually many more sides to our American story. On this program, I provide you with a different point of view, mine. This is The Truth Hurts, a program where I exercise my First Amendment right to free speech by providing you with information. Hopefully, you will absorb this knowledge, stop, and actually think about the issues, the facts, and the general state of our American story. I'm Steve Z, and this is The Truth Hurts Program. You are listening to The Truth Hurts Program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Here's your host, Steve Z. Well, good morning, everyone. It's Sunday morning. I'm heading out to the lake, take the boat out, and do a little social distancing. But I had a couple of thoughts that I'd like to share, and I figured you might appreciate it. The influenza, the normal seasonal yearly flu that happens every single year, kills tens of thousands of Americans. And we all know this to be true. And guess what? What they don't tell you, what they don't think you're smart enough to understand or to realize or to remember is you got a flu shot and many people got flu shots a flu shot is a vaccine <gasps> what the flu shot is a vaccine that's right boys and girls the flu shot is a vaccine and people still get the flu and people still die and so that means the flu is probably way more deadly than the COVID-19 for which there is no vaccine. So let's do an experiment in America. Nobody take the flu vaccine next year. Nobody, not a single person. Let's see how many people die from the flu. Then we can compare those actual non-vaccinated flu case deaths to the number of COVID deaths. Guess what? COVID-19 is a SARS coronavirus just like the flu, just like SARS, just like MERS, and any of the other respiratory-type viruses. Oh my goodness, but they don't want you to know that. They don't want you to understand that COVID is really, really not any more dangerous or deadly than the flu. And listen, I saw the doctor, I think she was Nigerian or from Zimbabwe or somewhere over there, and She has some pretty wacky thoughts, but she's still a doctor. She still went to medical school. She still got her degree. Facebook is making a concerted effort to remove any and all references to anyone who took hydrochloroquine and it helped them. They don't want to make Donald Trump have the opportunity to say, I told you so. Because if Donald Trump had the opportunity to say, I told you so, then Donald Trump would look like an intelligent guy. And they can't have Donald Trump say, I told you so, and look intelligent because that goes against what they want you to believe. Barack Hussein Obama, who spent a few precious, glorious moments of his very well-deserved retirement 
to speak at the funeral of the late John Lewis. John Lewis, a congressman, got more television coverage last week than the coronavirus. He got more coverage last week than the BM movement. I'm sorry, BLM movement. And then Obama has the audacity to speak at this man's funeral and turn it into a political photo op, a chance to promote Joe Biden, a chance to trash Donald Trump, and a chance to tell people just how racist the country really is, only from the white side, of course. Black people can't possibly be racist. Obama hearkened back to the Jim Crow era, but what Obama omitted, negated, failed to tell you was that Jim Crow was a Democrat. The entire era was run by Democrats. So Obama leaves that out because A, he knows most of the country is too ignorant to realize it. B, most of the country won't do any research to confirm this. And C, he is the great Obummer, and therefore you must listen to him. I can't look at the man. Watching him speak makes me ill. That anus that's located conveniently between his nose and his chin, you know, some people call it his mouth, that anus opens and closes and nothing but shit comes out. Excuse me, I should have given the graphic warning at the beginning of today's program. Anyway, that's my two cents on the Barack Hussein Obama front. Sleepy, creepy, mopey, dopey, gropey Joe Biden is still hidden safely and securely away from the cameras because the Democrat Party and the media, which supports the Democrat Party, knows better than to put him on the camera. Every time Biden opens his mouth, nothing but gaff after gaff after gaff comes out. I'm not going to go through another 20 minutes of Joe Biden gaffes and imagine those 20 minutes of Joe Biden gaffes that I provided to you on a previous program are just a small sampling of what he's actually said, and obviously a small sampling of what he will say if he is elected Groper-in-Chief. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. Telling it like it is. Tropical Storm Isaias. Yes, boys and girls, that is actually how it's supposed to be pronounced according to Google Translate. It's easier to say Isaias, which is probably more accurate, but Tropical Storm Isaias. Woke up the Weather Channel, had old Jim Cantori press his pants and get ready with an extra tight shirt so that he could go stand on some beach somewhere and report on the devastation and destruction to be wrought by this massive killer storm. A, it wasn't massive. B, it wasn't killer. And C, it's barely a storm. And as I predicted on Friday, when everyone was clamoring for the storm that was going to finally come ashore in Tampa and give insurance adjusters and contractors a much needed shot in the arm financially. I predicted the storm would move east and as predicted with each and every 
update from the National Hurricane Center. The projected track of East IES moved further and further east. It's Sunday morning. It's 9.13 a.m. Central Daylight Savings Time. And now it looks like the eye will not make landfall until possibly the Carolinas. Missing Florida altogether. For my flood insurance buddies out there, you probably want to go ahead and put away those Spanish language version of the flood claims handbook because it does not look like Isaias is going to be a problema for South Florida. But don't worry, it's still early in the season and with a train of bad things coming out of Africa in the form of tropical wave after tropical wave, it looks like this season may not be a bust. I urge everyone, as always, to check your flood insurance policies to make sure they're up to date and to make sure you have your go bag, your emergency supplies, your bag with important papers like insurance documents and deeds to your houses and titles to your vehicles. Have those ready at a moment's notice and don't store them on the floor of your closet. For God's sake, that's the first place that's going to flood and the last place you're going to look. Have your go bag perhaps in the pantry on a higher shelf so that if you get the word that you have to evacuate, you have that go bag ready to go. I discovered a really awesome product this week, actually last week. I love waffles. I love pancakes. I love syrup. Maple syrup has always been my standby, my go-to. I love maple syrup, but I also love fresh cane, C-A-N-E, sugar cane syrup. Well, I found a product, and I believe it's available online. I'm not sure, but I bought it at a place called Rouse's Supermarkets. This is not a paid advertisement, so don't freak out. I haven't sold out to the man. But this is called Dr. Bill's Syrup. Dr. Bill is an orthopedic surgeon out of New Orleans. He mends broken bones and puts hips back in place and does all the things that an orthopedic surgeon would do. But Dr. Bill also rides in this uh, GP motorcycle uh, circuit, the track riding circuit that I'm involved in now. And I met Dr. Bill. He was riding in the advanced group. And uh, my daughter, who also rides in the motor motorsports uh, arena, she introduced me to Dr. Bill. And he gave me a bottle of this most amazing syrup. It's all natural. It's a blend of traditional maple syrup and sugarcane syrup. No artificial flavors, no artificial colors, no artificial sweeteners. I don't even think there are any um, uh, preservatives in this thing. It's an all-natural, gluten-free product, and it tastes fan-friggin-tastic. Dr. Bill's Syrup. Again, I'm not getting paid for this. I just thought it was such a good product that I'd share that with you. So if you get a chance, pick up a bottle. It's, it's a slo local small business out of New Orleans. Very small. But uh, everything is just handcrafted and it's a fantastic product.
Steve Z is saying what you know you are thinking. This is the Truth Hurts program. The city of New Orleans, as well as the state of Louisiana, bases most of its tax income off of tourism. The city of New Orleans primarily wants you to come down to Bourbon Street and drink and buy cheap t-shirts and pay lots and lots of hotel and motel taxes and entertainment taxes and beverage taxes because they've managed to lose what was for decades their primary source of taxable income and that was the oil and gas, the petrochemical industry. Of course, they gave that up to Texas years ago when they tried to increase taxes on the oil and gas giants. Texas said, hey, we'll give you a 20-year tax break. Come on down. Relocate here. We'll give you incentives to build your giant skyscrapers in Houston or in Dallas. And they did. And they relocated. And they moved away and they took all of their tax revenue with them. Well, the city of New Orleans, as I said, now relies on tourism. But with its Democrat idiot mayor, La Toilette Cantrell, it's really La Toya, but it's just fun to say La Toilette. La Toilette Cantrell has basically shut down all the restaurants and all the bars where tourists go. All the hotels in New Orleans pretty much shuttered. For a while, they actually took some formerly rated five-star hotels and they turned them into COVID-19 um, facilities for homeless population in New Orleans. You ever notice homeless folks love to go to Florida, New Orleans, places in the South? They love California because, well, the weather's nice and they can get away with whatever they do or don't do and get all the benefits of those Democrat administrations who feed them, clothe them, house them, provide medical for them. Well, the city of New Orleans has become yet another Democrat-run homeless shelter, for lack of a better term. Want to step outside here? We'll get the boat ready. Anyway, the state of Louisiana in general, under John Bell Edwards, in keeping with a legacy of Edwards governorship debacles, they have decided that they don't want you to come and spend money here. And they're doing everything in their power to make sure you don't come. They're taking all of the incentives away that people come to New Orleans to enjoy. They're taking it all away. Anyway, there's no reason to come to New Orleans. Sorry, I hate to be the bearer of truth and bad news. But there's nothing here. The entertainment that they claim is so great. All of those musicians are not allowed to play in the clubs, the venues, because they're all closed due to COVID. But on a Friday night, you can still have a peaceful <laughs> protest, and you can listen to a bunch of young thugs banging on five-gallon Home Depot buckets and haphazardly blowing trumpets in the streets as they protest what they call social injustice. Here's my thoughts on social injustice real quick. You will never have a bad run-in with a police officer or the opportunity to be the victim of social injustice 
if you simply obey the law. I've said it in the past and I'll say it again slowly for those of you who are either too ignorant to understand or just simply don't want to hear it. I'm going to say it one more time. If you obey the law, you should not have any reason for a police officer to confront you. If you are confronted, simply comply with the lawful orders given to you by a police officer. Give him your ID. Give him your insurance card. Give him what he needs. Be polite. Say yes, sir, and no, sir. It doesn't make you a slave. It doesn't make you subservient to the man. It just simply is a sign of something that you're demanding. You're demanding respect from the police, but you refuse to give the police the same level of respect that you are demanding from him. You can't have it both ways, boys and girls. You can't get respect unless you give respect. That's just basic respect 101. So as I was saying earlier, in the city of New Orleans, if you want to come on down, the hotels are closed, the bars are closed, the restaurants are closed, but you can still find some protesting, some anti, remember, anti-civil war, or anti-history, you can find that. But remember, tourism in New Orleans is based upon history. It is based upon the history of the city of New Orleans and of the South. And I have a news flash for you boys and girls. The history, history by the way means what did happen. The history of New Orleans includes slavery. It happened. Those big, beautiful plantations on the Mississippi River, they were manned sometimes by slaves. Some of them were built by slaves. At least some of the hard manual backbreaking labor was done by slaves. I'm sure the architecture, the design, and all the really difficult, complicated, and education-required things were not done by slaves because they were slaves. But I digress. The fact of the matter is there's absolutely no reason for anyone to come to New Orleans and spend one single dollar of your tax money. And that goes the same for any city that refuses to secure the safety of not only its residents, but the tourists, the visitors to their city. Why would you want to go to a Democrat-run city where the police are told, back off, do not attempt to enforce the law that you were sworn to uphold? Do not attempt to arrest anyone for doing bad things, especially if they're of color, because we don't want to upset the people of color and we don't want them to come in and trash our city. Newsflash again, your city is trash. People come here, they litter profusely. They urinate on the streets. Yep, right there on the streets. And you want a tourist to come and spend thousands of dollars in your city to walk through the urine on the streets. I don't get it. So stay home, spend your money in your own local economy, and let cities like New Orleans sink into the Gulf of Mexico or the ocean or just fade into oblivion. It happened in those ghost towns of the Wild West, 
and it can happen here as well. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. If you don't, keep it to yourself. This is a Truth Hurts program. Elections cost money, and in the era of coronavirus, there's a lot of talk about election fraud and disenfranchisement and people being kept from the polling places and the reduction in the number of polling places and the sheer cost of all of the special nuances involving an election during COVID-19. In the parish, which the rest of the country would call a county, but in the parish of Plaquemine, Plaquemines Parish, Louisiana, down at the southern tip, the toe of the boot of Louisiana, a very sparsely populated area of the southern portion of the state, they're holding an election in August. And the only thing on the ballot is a tax increase to the property taxes for the residents of Plaquemines Parish, Louisiana. Now, with a a November election looming, you know, just a few months away, you would think the politicians would want to save money and just place this tax increase proposal on the November ballot. Of course not. By sneaking it in in August, and by it being the only thing on the ballot, Plaquemines Parish government officials and proponents of the new tax are hoping people will just say, nah, I'll go vote in November. This isn't that important. It's just one thing. To the residents of Plaquemines Parish who own property, that one thing can amount to hundreds or even thousands of dollars a year in increased property taxes because they just did revaluations for appraisals on all the properties in Plaquemines Parish. To those who rent or lease in Plaquemines Parish, they may say, doesn't bother me, I'm just a renter. Well, those people obviously don't understand simple economics. If the property owner from whom you are renting sees an increase in his property taxes, he has to pass along the increases to you, the tenant, the renter. Wake up, people. There's only one reason that an entity would call a special election in the month of August, only a few months before the national presidential election, where they could easily add that item to the ballot. It's a money thing. Remember, they have to help their local printing businesses by printing up either for or against the tax signage. They have to pay poll workers. They have to pay the election officials. They have to set up and acquire and secure the polling locations. It's all a money grab. And they're hoping you are too stupid to figure it out. If I were a resident of Plaquemines Parish, Louisiana, which I'm not, I would seriously consider actually going out door-to-door in my own neighborhood and telling the neighbors just what a sneaky ploy this actually is and urge them to vote no 
to vote no on a tax increase that was slammed on the ballot as a single item. But that's just me. I think I got a bite. We'll be back. You have been listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Hopefully, we've provided you with engaging, enlightening, and educational information that will allow you to make informed decisions. I know you may not necessarily agree with everything I say, but that's okay in America. The right to express your opinion is guaranteed in the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Just as I respect your right to your opinion, I expect you to respect my right to my opinion. That's how it works. When all is said and done, usually more is said than is ever done. So if you are actually going to go out and do something today, please make it a worthwhile endeavor. Until next time, this is the Truth Hurts Program.